Christ, the End of the Law, by John Calvin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. God, the Creator, the very perfect Maker of all things, made man as a masterpiece, exhibiting a singular excellence beyond his other creatures, by which he had already shown himself to be more than admirable for he formed him to his own likeness and image in such manner that the light of his glory shone brightly in him now that which would have enabled man to remain in the condition in which he had been established was that in humility he should bow himself lowly before the majesty of god magnifying it with thanksgiving and that in himself he should not seek his own glory but considering that all things came from above he should also always look above to thank for them one sole god to whom belongs the praise of them but the wretched being wishing to be something of himself soon began to forget and to misunderstand from whence the good came to him and by outrageous ingratitude essayed to elevate himself and to puff himself up against his creator and the author of all his unmerited benefits graces from this cause he fell headlong into ruin he lost all the dignity and excellence of his first creation he was despoiled and stripped of all his glory he was deprived of all the gifts which had been entrusted to him to the end that he might be confounded in his own pride and he by force made to learn that which he had refused to understand of his own will namely that he was only vanity and that he had never been anything else except so far as his creator had assisted and supported him in the state to which he had created him from that time god also began to hate the human race except those whom he from that time made partakers of his mercy and as it well merited he disavowed it as his work seeing that his image and likeness was effaced from it and that the gifts of his goodness were no longer in it and as he had sent it forth and ordained it to please himself and to take his delight in it as a father would take pleasure in his well-beloved son so on the contrary he despised and abominated it in such sort that all which had been pleasing to him now displeased him that in which he had taken delight angered him that which he had been used to contemplate with benign and parental regards he now took to detest and to behold with regret in short the whole man with all that belongs to him his deeds his thoughts his words his life displeased god as entirely as if he had been his special enemy and adversary so that finally he said he repenteth that he had made him now the human race cast down into such confusion has been fruitful in its cursed seed to beget a race like unto itself that is to say vicious perverse corrupt barren and void of any good rich and abounding in evil nevertheless the lord of mercy who not only loves but who is love and pity itself wishing still of his infinite goodness to love that which is no longer worthy of his love did not entirely consume lost and ruined man as his iniquity demanded but in order to preserve the human race as much to draw out from it his elect as to render other men more inexcusable has sustained and supported them in tenderness and in patience and however much he might mystify and conceal himself as if he would hide himself from them leaving them for the most part to follow the wishes and desires of their covetousness without law 
without direction, without other advice by his word. Nevertheless, he freely gave them abundance of warnings which ought to incite them to seek him and to endeavour to know and to honour him as it behooves them to do. For he has everywhere, in every place and in everything, raised his ensigns and standards under blazes of such bright intelligence that no one can justify his ignorance in not recognising one sole sovereign lord who has so widely displayed his grandeur. Since the glory of his power, goodness and wisdom and his eternity are written and, as it were, engraven in all parts of the world, in the heavens and the earth, therefore St. Paul has very truly said that the Lord did not leave himself without witnesses, even towards those to whom he has not sent any knowledge of his word, seeing that all his creatures from the firmament to the centre of the earth can be witnesses to men and messengers to them of his glory to draw them to seek him and when they have found him to do him that homage and service which is becoming to the dignity of a lord so grand so powerful so wise and who is eternal and they do help each in its place in that pursuit for the young birds singing sing god the beasts shout aloud to him the elements proclaim his might the mountains echo him the rivers and fountains sparkle to him the herbs and flowers smell sweet to him moreover truly there is no occasion to go for to seek him seeing that every one can find him in himself inasmuch as we are preserved and sustained by his might dwelling in us nevertheless to manifest still more largely his goodness and infinite clemency towards men he did not rest satisfied with instructing them by such teachings as those already set forth but he in a special manner made his voice heard to a certain people which of his good will and free grace he elected and chose from among all the nations of the earth it was the children of israel to whom by his word he clearly showed what he is and by his marvellous works showed what he can do for he brought them out from subjection to pharaoh king of egypt under whom they had been detained and oppressed to free them and set them at liberty night and day he accompanied them in their flight being as it were a fugitive in the midst of them he fed them in the desert he made them to possess the promised land he gave them victories and triumphs into their hands, and, as if he were nothing to other nations, he wished to be in a special manner called the God of Israel, and that they should bear the name of his people, under this covenant that they should never recognize any other Lord nor receive any other God. And this covenant was confirmed and ratified by the testament and witness which he gave them as a surety nevertheless men exhibiting their cursed origin and showing themselves true heirs of the iniquity of their father adam were not at all aroused by such remonstrances and would not listen to the teaching by which god warned them creation on which is written the glory and magnificence of god was of no avail to the gentiles to bring them to glorify him of whom it testified the law and the prophets had no power over the jews to conduct them into the right way all were blind to the light deaf to admonitions hardened against the commands it is very true that the gentiles astonished and convinced by so many benefits which they beheld around them were constrained to acknowledge the unseen benefactor from whom so much goodness proceeded but instead of giving to the true god the glory which is due to him they invented for themselves a god after their own desire and according to that which their mad fury in its vanity and deceit imagined 
and not one only but as many as their rash presumption could pretend and set up so that there was neither people nor region which did not make to itself new gods as seemed good to it from there idolatry began her reign the prostituting traitoress who had caused men to turn themselves away from god and to make to themselves a host of images to which they themselves gave form name and being touching the jews although they had received and accepted the messages and commandments which the lord sent them by his servants yet they immediately broke faith with him lightly turned themselves back from following him violated and despised his law which they hated and in which they walked with regret opposing his will they became strangers to his house and ran greedily after other gods committing idolatry after the manner of the gentiles wherefore as the lord had well foreseen and had well provided for from the commencement in order to bring men to god jews as well as gentiles it was necessary that there should be a new covenant certain assured and inviolable and to establish and confirm it there was need of a mediator who should go between and intercede with the two parties to reconcile them without which man must always be under the wrath and indignation of god and had no means of relieving himself from the curse misery and confusion into which he had plunged it was our lord and saviour jesus christ the true and only eternal son of god who was to be sent and given to men on the part of the father to be the restorer of a world otherwise dispersed destroyed and laid waste to him from the beginning of the world has ever been the hope of recovering the loss made in adam for even to adam immediately after his ruin to console and comfort him was given the promise that by the seed of the woman the head of the serpent should be crushed by which meant that by jesus christ born of a virgin the power of satan should be beaten down and destroyed afterwards this same promise was fully renewed to abraham when god said that by his seed all nations of the earth should be blessed which was that from his seed should come forth according to the flesh jesus christ by whose blessing all men of whatever nation they might be should be sanctified again it was continued to isaac in the same form and in the same words and from age to age many times proclaimed repeated and confirmed by the testimony of different prophets even to showing fully for more complete assurance where he should be born and at what time and in what place what afflictions and death he should suffer from which he should resuscitate what should be his reign and to what safety he should lead and conduct his people first it was predicted in isaiah how he should be born of a virgin saying behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name emmanuel in moses the time is set forth to us when the good jacob said the sceptre shall not be taken away from the tribe of judah nor the leader from his armies until he who is to be sent comes and he shall be the waited for of the nations which was verified at the time when jesus christ came into the world for the romans after having divested the jews of all government and control had about thirty-seven years before appointed herod king over them who was a stranger his father antipater being an idumean and his mother an arabian it had several times happened that the jews had been without kings but they had never been seen as they then were without counsellors governors or magistrates another description of it is given in daniel by the computation of the seventy weeks the place of his birth is clearly painted out to us by micah saying and thou bethlehem ephrathah art not the least among the thousands of judah from thee shall come forth for me him 
who shall be the ruler in Israel, and his going forth is of eternity from before the beginning of days. As to the afflictions which he had to bear for our deliverance, and the death which he had to suffer for our redemption, Isaiah and Zechariah have spoken of them fully and clearly. The glory of his resurrection and the nature of his reign, and the gift of salvation which he should bring to his people, have been richly treated of by Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Zechariah. In such promises announced and assured by these holy persons, filled with the Holy Spirit, the children and elect of God have rested in peace and comforted themselves, and in them have nourished, sustained, and strengthened their hope, waiting until the Lord should will to make manifest to them those things which he had promised them. Among whom many kings and prophets strongly desired to see the accomplishment of them, yet nevertheless they did not fail, by faith, to apprehend in their hearts and minds that which they could not see with their eyes, and again still more by every means to confirm them in the long expectation of the great Messiah, God gave them, as a pledge, his written ceremonial law, in which were comprised many ceremonies, purifications, and sacrifices, which things were only figures and shadows of great good things to come by Christ, who alone is the body and truth of them. For the law could not bring any one to perfection. On the contrary, it only pointed out, and as a schoolmaster, directed and conducted to Christ, who was, as St. Paul says, the end and fulfilment of it. In like manner, Many times, at different periods, he sent them kings, princes, and leaders to deliver them from the power of their enemies, to govern them in peace, to recover them their losses, to make their kingdom flourish, and by great exploits, to make them renowned among all other people, in order to give them some foretaste of the mighty marvels which they would receive from the great Messiah, in whom should be displayed all the goodness and power of the spiritual kingdom of God but when the fullness of time was come and the period preordained of god had elapsed this great messiah so long promised and so long looked for came and perfected and accomplished all that was necessary for our redemption and salvation he was given not to the israelites only but to all men of every nation and reign in order that by him the human race might be reconciled to god to make known which the lord jesus who was the founder and substance of it after that he had executed his function among the Jews, ordained his apostles, to whom he gave charge and commandment to publish his grace through all the world. Now the apostles, in order well and fully to acquit themselves of their duty, not only took labor and vigilance to execute their mission by oral preaching, but after the example of Moses and the prophets, to leave an everlasting record of their teaching, reduced it to writing in which they first recited the history of that which our lord jesus christ did and suffered for our salvation then afterwards showed the value of it all what benefit we receive from it and in what way we must take it all this recital is called the new covenant and is so called with reference to the old which inasmuch as it was to bring into subjection to the other and to refer to it was in itself weak and imperfect and moreover has been abolished and abrogated but the other is new and eternal and will never grow old and will never fail since jesus is the mediator who ratified and confirmed it by his death by which he accomplished a full and complete remission of all the transgressions which had been committed under the first covenant insomuch as he brought them back to that which ought to be exhibited and performed under the new 
The scripture also calls it the gospel, that is to say, good and joyful tidings, because in it is set forth to us that Christ, the only natural and eternal Son of the living God, was made man to make us, by adoption, children of God his Father. And so is our only Saviour, on whom depends entirely our redemption, peace, justification, sanctification, salvation, and life, who died for our sins, resuscitated for our justification, who ascended into heaven to give us admission there, to take possession for us and in our name, and to remain forever present with his Father as our perpetual advocate and priest, who has sat down at the right hand of God as a king, constituted lord and master over all, in order to restore all things in heaven and in earth, which all the angels, patriarchs, prophets, and apostles would never have been able nor have known how to do for to that they were not appointed by God. And as the Messiah had been so often promised in the Old Testament by many witnessings of the prophets, so Jesus Christ has by certain and undoubtable evidence been declared to be him who was to come, and who was waited for, and no other. For the Lord God by his own voice, and by his spirit, by his angels, prophets, and apostles, moreover by all his creatures, has rendered us so fully sure of it, that no one can contradict it without resisting and rebelling against his power. In the first place, the Lord God eternal by his own voice, which is without any doubt irrevocable truth, has testified it to us, saying, Behold my well-beloved Son, in whom I have taken delight, listen to him. The Holy Spirit is a great witness of it to us in our hearts, as St. John says, The angel Gabriel, being sent to the Virgin Mary, said to her, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Very High. And the Lord God shall give him the seat of David his father, and he shall reign eternally in the house of Sarah, and in his kingdom there shall be no end. A message the same in substance was delivered to Joseph, and again afterwards to the shepherds, to whom it also was announced that a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, is born. And this message was not only brought by an angel, but it was confirmed by a great multitude of angels, who with one accord rendered glory to the Lord, and announced peace on earth. Simeon the just, in prophetic spirit, confessed him aloud, for taking the little infant between his arms, he said, Now, O Lord, Thou leavest thy servant in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. John the Baptist also spoke of him, as pertained to him, when at the river Jordan, seeing him coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Peter and all the apostles confessed, bore witness, and preached, that in Christ the true Son of God were accomplished all things belonging to that salvation, and foretold by the prophets. And those whom the Lord ordained to be witnesses of him, even to the end of the world, have, by their writings, fully set him forth, as the readers can sufficiently perceive. All these evidences unite so well in one, and agree together in such a manner, that by that agreement it is easy to understand that he is truth, for such an agreement could not exist in falsehood. Moreover, not only the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the angels, the prophets, and the apostles bear witness of Jesus, but further his marvellous works show his surpassing might. The sick, lame, blind, deaf, dumb, paralytic, leprous, lunatics, demoniacs, nay, even the dead, resuscitated, bear the tokens of it. In his own might he resuscitated himself, 
in his own name he pardoned sins and therefore it was not without cause he said that the works which his father had given him to do were sufficiently good witnesses to him in addition the wicked and those who were the enemies of his glory were constrained by the force of truth to confess and to acknowledge something of it as pilate and his wife i do not choose to bring forward the testimony of the devils and unclean spirits seeing that he rejected it in short all the elements and all created things gave glory to jesus christ at his command the winds ceased the troubled sea became calm the fish brought the piece of money in his belly the rocks to bear witness to him were crushed the veil of the temple was rent down the middle the sun was darkened the tombs opened themselves and many bodies were resuscitated there was nothing either in heaven or in earth which did not testify that jesus christ is its god lord and master and the great ambassador of the father sent here below to effect the salvation of mankind all these things are announced to us clearly shown written and signed in that testament by which jesus christ makes us his heirs to the kingdom of god his father and declares to us his will as a testator does to his heirs for them to execute now we are called to this heritage without exception of persons male or female small or great servant or lord master or disciple clergy or lay hebrew or greek french or latin no one is rejected from it whoever by sure betrothment shall receive that which is sent to him shall embrace that which is presented to him in short who shall acknowledge jesus christ to be such as he is given of the father and shall we who bear the name of christians suffer to be torn away from us to be hid and to be corrupted that testament which so justly belongs to us without which we cannot pretend any right to the kingdom of god without which we are ignorant of the great benefits and promises which jesus christ has conferred upon us the glory and happiness which he has prepared for us we know not what god has commanded or forbidden we cannot discern good from evil light from darkness the commandments of god from the ordinances of men without the gospel we are useless and vain without the gospel we are not christians without the gospel all riches is poverty wisdom is folly before god strength is weakness all human righteousness is condemned but by the knowledge of the gospel we are made children of god brothers of jesus christ members of the fellowship of the saints inhabitants of the kingdom of heaven heirs of god with jesus christ by whom the poor are made rich the feeble powerful fools wise sinners are justified the afflicted are consoled doubters are confirmed slaves are made free the gospel is the word of life and of truth it is the power of god for the salvation of all believers the key of the knowledge of god which opens to the faithful the door of the kingdom of heaven unbinding them from their sins and shuts it against the unbelieving binding them in their sins blessed are those who hear it and keep it for thereby they show that they are the children of god miserable are those who will not hear nor follow it for they are the children of the devil o christians hear this and learn for assuredly the ignorant will perish with his ignorance and the blind following another blind will fall with him into the ditch there is only one way to life and salvation it is the faith and assurance of the promises of god which can be had by the gospel alone by the hearing and understanding which lively faith is freely given with certain hope and perfect peace with god and ardent love towards one's neighbour where then is your hope if you despise and disdain to hear to see to read and to hold fast to this holy gospel 
those who have their affections rooted on things of this world purchase by every means that which they think concerns their happiness without sparing their labour body life or renown and all these things are done to serve this wretched body the life of which is so miserable vain and uncertain when it is a question of life immortal and incorruptible of bliss eternal and unappreciable of all the treasures of paradise shall we not constrain ourselves to follow after them those who apply themselves to any mechanical arts however base and vile they may be undergo much trouble and labour to learn them and to make themselves masters of them and those who wish to be reputed the most wise torment their minds night and day to understand some branch of human science the whole of which is but wind and smoke to how much greater extent ought we to employ ourselves and to strive in the study of that heavenly wisdom which passes out far beyond the world and penetrates even to the mysteries of god which he has been pleased to reveal by his holy word what then shall be able to divert and alienate us from this holy gospel shall injuries curses reproaches privations of worldly honour but we well know that jesus christ passed through such a road and we must follow if we would be his disciples and must not refuse to be despised mocked degraded rejected before men in order to be honoured prized glorified and exalted at the judgment of god shall banishment proscriptions deprivations of goods and wealth but we well know that though we be banished from one country the earth is the lord's and though we should be cast out from all the earth yet we should not be out of his kingdom that though we be plundered and made poor we have a father sufficiently rich to maintain us even as christ was made poor to the intent that we should follow him in poverty shall afflictions prisons tortures torments but by the example of jesus christ we know that to be the road which leads to glory finally shall death but death does not take from us a life to be desired in short if we have christ with us we shall find nothing so cursed that it shall not by him be made blessed nothing so hateful that it shall not be made holy nothing so bad that it shall not be turned into good let us not be discouraged though we see all the worldly might and powers against us for his promise cannot fail us the lord from on high will laugh to scorn the assemblings and efforts of men who gather themselves together against him let us not be disconsolate as if all hope was lost though we see the faithful servants of god put to death before our eyes for it was truly said by tertullian and has always been confirmed and will be to the end of time that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church and we have a still better and firmer consolation it is to turn our eyes away from this world and to cast off all that we see before us awaiting in patience the great judgment of god by which in a moment all that men have ever invented against him will be beaten down overturned and annihilated that will be when the reign of god which we now see in hope will be made manifest and jesus christ will appear in his majesty with his angels then both the good and the bad must be present before the judgment seat of that great king those who have remained firm in that covenant and have followed and kept the will of that good father will be on the right hand as true children and will receive the blessing the end of their faith which will be life eternal and further as they were not ashamed to avow and confess jesus christ at the time when he was despised among men they will also be partakers of his glory and be crowned with him eternally
but the perverse rebellious and reprobate who have despised and rejected that holy gospel and likewise those who to retain their riches honours and exalted conditions were unwilling to humble themselves and to become of low estate with jesus christ and for fear of men have thrown off the fear of god as bastards and disobedient to their father will be on the left hand and will be cast into cursings and for the wages of their unbelief will receive eternal death now since you have heard that the gospel presents to you jesus christ in whom all the promises and gifts of god are accomplished and declares to you that he was sent from the father came down to earth conversed with men completed all that was necessary for our salvation as it had been predicted in the law and the prophets it ought to be very certain and clear to you that the treasures of paradise are open to you and the riches of god spread before you and the life eternal revealed to you for this is life eternal to know one only true god and him whom he sent jesus christ in whom he has fixed the beginning the middle and the end of our salvation this is isaac the well-beloved son of his father who was offered in sacrifice and yet for all that did not succumb to the power of death this is the good shepherd jacob taking such great care of the sheep of which he has the charge this is the good and pitying brother joseph who in his glory was not ashamed to recognize his brothers contemptible and abject as they were this is the great priest and bishop melchizedek who has made an eternal sacrifice once for all men this is the sovereign lawgiver moses writing his law by his spirit on the tables of our hearts this is the faithful captain and guide joshua to conduct us to the promised land this is the noble and victorious king david subduing under his hand every rebellious power this is the magnificent and triumphant king solomon governing his people in peace and prosperity this is the strong and mighty samson who by his death overwhelmed all his enemies and even every good which can be imagined or desired is found in one alone jesus christ For he humbled himself to exalt us he made himself a servant to set us free he became poor to enrich us he was sold to buy us back a captive to deliver us condemned to procure our pardon he was made a curse that we might be blessed the oblation for sins for our justification his face was marred to rebeautify ours he died that we might have life in such sort that by him hardness is softened wrath appeased darkness made light iniquity turned into righteousness weakness is made strength despair is consoled sin is resisted shame is despised fear is emboldened debt is paid labour is lightened sorrow turned into joy misfortune into blessing difficulties are made easy disorder made order division into union ignominy is ennobled rebellion subjected threat is threatened ambush is ambushed assault assailed striving is overpowered war is warred against vengeance is avenged on torment tormented damnation damned destruction destroyed hell burnt up death is killed mortality changed to immortality in short pity has swallowed up all misery and goodness all wretchedness for all those things which used to be the arms with which the devil combated us and the sting of death are to draw us forward turned into instruments from which we can derive profit so that we can boast with the apostle saying o hell where is thy victory o death where is thy sting and thence it comes that by such a spirit as christ promised his god we no longer live but christ lives in us and we are by the spirit seated in heavenly places until the world shall be no longer a world to us in that we have our conversation in him 
but we are content whatever may be our country place condition clothes food and other like things and are comforted in tribulation in sorrow are joyful under abuse glorified in poverty abounding in nakedness made warm patient of evil in death living this is the whole of what we should seek in the scriptures to be well acquainted with jesus christ and the infinite riches which are comprised in him and which are by him offered to us from god his father for if the law and the prophets be most carefully searched there is not to be found in them one word which does not refer and lead to him and in fact since all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid in him it is not well to have any other end or object unless we wish as with deliberate intention to turn ourselves away from the light of truth to go astray into the thick darkness of falsehood moreover st paul in another passage rightly says that he did not account it of any value to know all things if he did not know christ and him crucified for however much to the carnal mind that knowledge may seem a common and contemptible thing nevertheless the acquiring of it is sufficient to occupy us all our life and we shall not have lost our time though we employ all our study and apply all our understanding to profit by it what more could we ask for the spiritual teaching of our souls than to know god to be transformed into him to have his glorious image impressed upon us and to be partakers of his righteousness to be heirs of his kingdom to possess it fully to the end now it is thus that from the commencement he gave himself to our contemplation and now more clearly gives himself in the person of his christ it is not then allowable that we turn ourselves away and wander here and there however little it may be but our understanding must be altogether stayed at this point to learn in the scriptures to know only jesus christ in order to be by him conducted straight to the father who contains within himself all perfection behold i say to you again where is contained all the wisdom which men can acquire or ought to seek after in this life to it neither angel nor man nor living nor dead can add anything or take anything from it moreover that is the end where we must stop and limit our understanding without adding anything of our own and must not receive any doctrine which is added thereto for whoever dares undertake to teach one syllable beyond or above that which is there taught us ought to be held cursed before god and his church end of christ the end of the law by john calvin